The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 85. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Hey, great to have you hosting instead of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be back. (laughs) And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Come try it, Victor. Come try (laughs) it. Today we are discussing the 21st episode of Season 4, Double Jeopardy. The SG team arrives on a planet only to discover that they have been there before, but they don't remember it. The people of the planet say that they have been freed from Harrower by SG-1, only to be enslaved by Kronos. The team is taken captive by Kronos, and Daniel Jackson has his head blasted off to reveal that he is a robot. Back at the SGC, the real team answer a call from Harlan, Comtria, and it turns out that the android SG-1 counterparts have been hopping around the galaxy just like the real team. The real SG-1 travel to the planet to help free the captured team and liberate the people from the Gould. In the ensuing battle, the robotic Tilk kills Kronos, thus giving the real Tilk the revenge that he had sought. What are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Oh, I enjoy this one, you know. Um, first of all, the the, uh, the duplicates are, it's so much fun to see them, you know, especially Richard Dean Anderson getting to get out some of his inner demons, you know. Oh, yeah. Some inner thoughts and stuff like that, you know. But, uh, no, it was, it's a good episode. It's a really, really enjoyable episode, well done episode, especially with the, we don't have the, no, he's the real one. No, he's the real one. You don't have that, <laughs> yeah. that thing going on. So that, that's always a plus when you have a duplicates episode without that, but. No, this, I, I like this. I've, I've liked this one. I, I didn't know. I didn't remember what it was about. And then as soon as I saw it was the, the replicants like, oh yeah, <laughs> this, is, this yeah. is one worth watching. <laughs> it was funny because I've been getting caught up on the episodes that I missed while I was out, but I've not finished them all yet. Mm-hmm. And so when I started this one, I was like, wait, did I, did I miss something? Like, and I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yeah, we all did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked that. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I like that they kind of took a season one episode and brought it back to us in season four and in not obvious way. So it was, you know, you're you're watching it and you're thinking, what what's going on? Because I, obviously I noticed right away that Carter's hair is different. It's longer than she had it chopped off in the beneath the surface. So this has always been kind of a fun one. It's neat, um, like Father Corey said, to see Jack versus Jack and, you know, where he he gets on there and he's like, Hey George, what's happening? You know, to General Hammond (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, just yelling at Harlan and it's, it's just kind of a fun one. Um, get to see Teal get his revenge on Kronos and, um, kind of nice, what you might call, um, you know, planet of the week or one-off episode in that way, but, but it wraps up some stuff and it sets up a opportunity for a really good finale for the season. Mm -hmm. 
I am sad that we did not get to see Dom DeLuise again, but he probably was a bit too yeah. expensive to bring in for more than one episode. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, maybe, maybe his sons could sweet talk him next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like this episode. I like that it has like a good switcheroo type type twist in it where, you know, SG-1 is on a planet. They say that they've been there before, but we know they haven't, you know, been there before. It turns out they actually have been there before. We just didn't <laughs> see it. But, you know, that's always something that, you know, with some shows establish that in the rules. It's like other things are happening. You don't see every adventure that these people go on. Other ones are like, you know, you see everything that happens to these characters, you know, over the course of of this season. So it's kind of um, a nice uh, a nice situation where, where you know, we, we are basically in the, kind of in the same position as the robot doubles. You know, we don't really know what's going on. Um, and then they kind of meet out the... Uh, you know, there are clues early on. You mentioned Sam's hair, Daniel's hair. He's not wearing glasses. Jack's hair isn't gray. You know, they're, you know all that stuff is... Um, and then you get the shocking reveal when, when Daniel does get his, his head blown off, taking um, his robot head blown off, taking Michael Shanks out of the episode as he's directing this one. And it's a very challenging episode, I have to imagine, to direct because there is a lot of action. And then there's the, the twinning, which, um, you know, you have uh, a single actor playing two characters on screen at the same time and stuff. And so that could get very, very tricky. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. I really like it. I like the message at the end where, you know, Robot Jack becomes a real boy, um, <laughs> so to speak, finally gets, uh, you know, Human Jack to acknowledge that he is real. You know, he's an artificial life form, but he's, you know, definitely a, a real uh, sentient there. So, yeah, I like I liked this episode a lot. And, and we get to see not one, but two goulds taken out in, you know, creative ways. And, um, yeah, it's a very momentous episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought they did a good job with the, uh, keep having two actors, having both the actors on screen at the same time. Um, they did a lot of the reverse shot over the shoulder stuff. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that's easier mm -hmm. and cheaper, but you do have that one point where Jack is fighting himself. Um, and he's got a, he's got him in like a headlock and they both look up and I thought that yeah. that was pretty seamless. So that was fun to see. Yeah. yeah. They did a good job with a lot of that, that special effect. Now, now, you know, um, Dan Shea was probably the, uh, O'Neill over the shoulder since he's his body double, basically his, mm -hmm. his stunt double. So, but even yeah. when it was both of them facing where you couldn't do that, it was still pretty seem pretty well, pretty well done, especially for the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of, I feel like it was unintentional comedy at the beginning when the SG team comes onto the planet and all the gold come out and capture them. They're like talking to each of them. And then he turns to Jack to say something to him and he's just gone. And it's like, yeah, there's yeah. like 10 dudes standing there. How do you just sneak <laughs> off? <laughs> Easily, apparently. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's, there's some good subterfuge on, on robot Jack's uh, part where, you know, he basically, you know, does the wizard of Oz thing and dresses up as the winky, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and puts the, the mud on his face and does the, Oh, we march into the <laughs> wicked witch's uh, castle there. But yeah, so it, it, and it is, we, we have kind of like a, you know, right away, Daniel robot is taken out. So we know that there, you know, that there are stakes there. Not everyone is going to survive. Um, and we have a ticking clock, basically, because as as Harlan comes through and Harlan's scenes are a delight. I mean, he's just Dave, yeah. Jay Brazil just like steals the show. That could be the name of his like uh, autobiography, <laughs> like Jay Brazil steals, steals the show. 
but no and then and then we know that they, their power source which uh uh robot sam is designed only lasts for 48 hours and of course um you know human sam wants to take a look at those uh powers power supplies <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she maybe gets yeah. a chance with with robot jack but yeah because <laughs> at the end i guess we're left with just uh just Tilk and Sam left. Well, yeah. Tilk, yeah. Was, it said he wasn't in good shape, so we don't know if he survived. That's true, or not. yeah. And Harlan's still around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 And SG1 has a, has a Gould mothership now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think the, about that. They, not for very long, but they do, they do, uh, <laughs> they do have one. <laughs> That's that's the running joke in in Stargate is that whenever they get like a super powerful alien ship, they do this in Atlantis at least twice. It gets destroyed like two episodes later at most, yeah, because yeah. it's too powerful for them to hold on to, and so it's like, oh, we got this super battles. Oh no, we don't. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know, they they copied that for battle the new Battlestar Galactica, the the reboot Battlestar Galactica because oh, you know yeah. Battle, the Galactica was being beat to heck, and then Pegasus shows up, look like fresh out of dry dock, and was it like three episodes later, it gets blown up, gets sacrificed? Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that, you know? <laughs> so. Can't make it too easy for them. So we get, uh, we have some really good guest stars in this episode. We mentioned uh, Jay Brazau, or, uh, um, but we also have two other uh, members of the cast. The guy who played Kronos and the guy who played Kronos's second in command. All three of them were on um, episodes of MacGyver. So this was kind of a MacGyver reunion um, oh, nice. in that yeah, and the very first Jaffa we see, the really tall one who has, like, the big, boomy voice, where is he? Find him. Get him. <laughs> yeah. That guy, um, John DeSantis, uh, he actually has a couple of roles on Supernatural. He plays uh, a golem on the episode, um, and it's, like, 12 years after this one, but he plays a golem mm-hmm. in the episode, um, Everybody Hates Hitler. So, <laughs> is that the name <laughs> of the episode? A, that's the name of the episode, and it's, and it's worth, it's worth, it's just kind of a good standalone episode. Um to to watch if you are on Netflix. And, and for the record, he does he shares a famous a last name with a famous Florida governor. But That's does true. Not, is not related. I, I was about to I was about to make <laughs> yeah. that joke. And he has have uh, found time to become the governor of Florida too. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, different John DeSantis. This guy's I think a little taller. Maybe Ron is the Florida one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still feel like the all the Gould are just kind of typecast as the bar bouncers and they they just don't feel alien enough to me, but Hey, what can you do? Well, if you think about it, we're with the death of Kronos, we're, we're down a lot of Gould from the original first, second seasons or so we're don't have a lot left. And that's yeah. a, I'm yeah. say a good thing, but you know, we're going to continue seeing Apophis for a little while longer and then we're going to get some new ones. So that's true. They're, they're clearing the slate. I mean, yeah. we still we still have you. We'll always have you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're simply mad about you. That's right. But um, no, it yeah, and and we get a not one but two golds. We have Jaden, uh, kind of a gold scientist played by a, a New Zealand actress. Um, uh, did it that Belinda Weymouth or yeah, Belinda Weymouth um, uh, plays uh, and very effectively, I thought plays mm-hmm. kind of this very you know. Uh, very thorough Gould scientist who uh, is is examining the robot doubles and, and determines that you know that they they do they do sympathize with each other they feel pain, um, mm. but she uh, unwittingly kind of activates the self destruct on Daniel's <laughs> chest. Yeah. Uh, like, what's this? Yeah. 
what's this doing? Oh, yeah, it's going to blow you up now. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit there for another five seconds while it counts down. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a little easy for Carter, right? I mean, Robot Carter. Yeah. Just press those two buttons. Okay. Well, you know, nose gold uh, psychology. It's like, well, I'm, I'm smarter than you. Doesn't That's matter right. who you are. So, yeah. Yeah. You're the one behind the force field. You can't hurt me. Yep. So, yep. By the way, you got to love the laser beam force field. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the crystals, which looked like some sort of 1970s uh, like wall decoration. It was like the, the thin yeah. slices. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're starting to really get them a little bit more yeah. crystal-like than they have before. Now, once we get to Atlantis, they are like look like chunks of crystals, like from uh, Superman's uh, solitude, place of solitude up in uh in the pole. Nice, yeah, yeah. I liked her character a lot. She was very, she was more subtle and conniving. I felt like I would have liked to see more of her, but oh well, she went boom. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> you know the. They were, they were good at the beginning of not making it clear that these weren't the real SG-1, mm-hmm. that these were the robo-SG-1s. And the first real hint they gave, other than we were here, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that we've been there before, uh, is when Sam was called Major, and she kind of goes, they call me Major. You know, where did that come from? You know, and that was kind of the first hint of, first real hint of like, okay, these aren't the real Mm-hmm. SG-1. Yeah. And then, of course, shortly after, Harlan pops out of the, the Stargate there. <laughs> I love it. He sends the, the, the IDC signal, come try and they're like, do we have to let him through? <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> Just don't want to be bothered with him. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching him this time, and I wondered how much direction they gave him into creating the character because he's got that big cowl neck and at one point he kind of like gets down he just turtles oh yeah yeah he turtles into the neck (laughs) and he goes oh you know and i just think what an what a great character is i mean i just love the way he played it as an actor and i like i don't know just like was that just like an improv did they do i I loved it because it it just made him so enjoyable to watch Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he's always a lot of fun well, and he had that, that same kind of sort of an Eastern European accent, you know, same kind of same kind of thing. And he's kind of like, well, I guess I'll just go. Oh, well. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when they uh, and when they tell him that, Dan- yo, where's where's Daniel and, and uh, where's Dr. Jackson? They say, oh, he's on a mission. And he's like, oh, you do that so much. Like, yeah. still, he's very distressed that <laughs> Because he can't distinguish between robot uh, SG-1 and, and the, the human SG-1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just referring to them as, as you, and you you went on this mission. and Yeah. yeah. I, I just love, for him as a guest actor, they, you know, we've talked about ones they've done, they've used poorly and ones they've used well. And I felt like he was just used so well in this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they brought him back, too. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then you get Robo Jack, you know, yelling him, you stay put, Harlan, you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you would think since he was able to create the robotic bodies fairly easily that yeah. he would have some he would back up their memories in case something like this happened, but you have sci-fi logic and he can't really do yeah. that cuz it kind of takes the the point of the episode away. Well, that's like the 24th century saying they don't have a way to back up a, a emergency medical hologram. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one copy of him, and they can't make a backup. And 
Yeah, when he's on the mobile emitter. Yeah, the, yeah, and I, maybe it's just because like the human mind is so complex that the robots are like the only thing that are you know have the storage to to hold it or something. Or, or they, they also promised that he wouldn't make more copies. I think back mm-hmm, in the original Tin Man episode, and uh, so maybe this is just his way of honoring that. Of course, we don't know what they did with the bodies, the robot bodies. That's true. So who knows? Maybe he they, uh, fixed them. Yeah, they must be using volatile memory if they die when their batteries run out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't think about that. That is weird. But we don't no, get. I mean, like, just remember, yeah. last episode we did have Sam talk about how the the human mind has several terabytes of, yeah. of storage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a lot of storage back cheap. then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could always, you know, you know, compress them into a zip file, shrink it down a little bit. <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't try to download both like a Gould or a Tokra. You know, you got two, two people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been more than a couple terabytes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much a gold mind would take up. They seem to be pretty one yeah. track. Yeah. I was going to the, the host, host mind's not so much, but no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did like the way they did the the reveal with uh, Daniel getting his head blown off because that mm-hmm. was very, it was kind of shocking for them to do that to what everyone is thinking is a main character. And so I like that they just mm-hmm. went for it. Yeah. And that, you know, they used it to show that Kronos wasn't a god because he was shocked at it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like everybody in the room was shocked, but it was it was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, not nice that Daniel got his head chopped off, but. Yeah. Yeah. But dramatically nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Another dramatically nice. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that we know he's dead. They blow him up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's really what yeah. you should do when you're dealing with a robot. Yeah. Although, <laughs> although like, like there's probably enough left of, you know, Teal, Sam and, and Jack that they could try to reanimate them or, or like cobble together one robot out of the working mm-hmm. parts of each, you know, that would be kind yeah, of a, a two horrible. Vic situation going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two Vic. <laughs> it's too horrible. Justice for two uh, Vicks. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I did like, and it's just a little element, but you know, cause, um, you know, uh, the, the, the guy, um, alien chief guy um i'm blanking out of darian yeah so darian goes home and like his wife is is there and they're like mm-hmm. pray thee what what adventures befell you at at yon temple today and and then it turns out jack's there hiding and is getting information from them and then he's like close your eyes and they they close their eyes and they're then they're like oh, yeah. well <laughs> when should we open our eyes and they open their eyes and of course jack is like left while their eyes were closed and they play like yep. this magical chime sound effect, like Jack just pulled off like the most elaborate trick and really just like <laughs> left when their eyes were closed. But it's just it's just hilarious. They play like, you know, music. <laughs> Maybe it was to drive home the simplicity of the, the planet's natives or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that was something that was difficult. Um well, I feel like it was kind of the we- the weakness of the episode was that the actual people on the planet were so bland and boring and they look just like the cookie cutter uh like primitive viking people from several of the other planets that kind of just forgot about them like darian has that change of heart where he ends up helping them but because you didn't see 
his original character arc when they initially come to the planet it didn't really mm-hmm. didn't really have any sort of emotional mm-hmm. impact i felt like yeah i i thought their little crossbow guns or whatever they were bolt guns or whatever they were were, mm-hmm. were kind of cool looking and i thought it was mm-hmm. really interesting that chronos lets the primitive people or lets the people keep their weapons while they're in audience with him mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. when they march the robots and they're held by a mixture of jaffa and these alien and these like you know primitive aliens that you know only recently swore allegiance to him so um you know i thought that was pretty interesting well he's got his shield so i suppose he that's figures true. that's well enough and then he hands him a staff weapon that's true yeah 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 and just trust that he's going to because we, we've seen that happen how many times where they you know someone with the staff weapon turns and shoots somebody else but he just that's not a big yeah, deal he's a god he doesn't have to worry about it yeah. Right back to the original Until he turns movie. his back on someone. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I did like uh, Darian, um, you know, when he sees the both the two Jacks at the same time and he goes, this is very strange to me. <laughs> and Jack goes, this kind of thing happens to us all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Or is it Sam? I don't know who said I think it, it was Sam who said yeah. it, yeah. There, there's yeah. some really good one-liners here, kind of like a, uh, General Hammond saying to Jack, "So your robot counterpart is equally as good at following orders as you." Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Because yeah. <laughs> you... as you went told them to bury it, and they unburied it and started traveling through the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and when yeah. when the two Jacks are fighting, you know Carter's like, "Sirs," and then she's like, "As much as I'd like to see how this turns out." Yeah. We have more important yeah. things to do. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you, know, you can see that, like, I wonder who's going to win. Yeah. And Carl Jung would have a field day with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's there's another line about where Jack's arguing with Robo Jack, and Robo Jack says, Yeah, is this, this is the first time you've ever lied to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, he says, like, uh, you know, we are, we're better than you, but, you know, better. Yeah. Better, yes. stronger, faster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this might have been before the Daft uh, the Daft Punk song, but I don't know. <laughs> well, that sounds like Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's well before this. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the uh, the first thing uh first thing that Robo Jack does when he gets on the comms is start arguing with himself. Yep. Yeah. And I like <laughs> that scene too because it's they actually very effectively have, you know, they you know, people talking and they're facing you know the control monitors at the front of the control room and behind them you know they have the the mount footage you know mm-hmm. mirrored on the monitors behind them so even though you know jack is facing one way you can kind of see robot jack behind him you know talking mm-hmm. and, and interacting as well and i thought that was uh that was very nicely done yeah. mm-hmm. the only thing i thought strange when harlan came through or when they first encountered him on the you know talking to him was that if you if you really think about that episode in season one, the non-robot SG-1 really didn't have much at all interaction with Harlan. It was all the robots. Oh, that's right. Interacted. Yeah. And so, you know, where, where Jack is saying, do we really have to? And, and he's talking to him like he had all that interaction. So it, that kind of thing was confusing to me for a minute because I was thinking back to that season one episode thinking... Wait a minute, no, no, that was the robots who had all the interaction with Harlan. They, in the episode, they just came in at the very last minute, remember? And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and interacted with their robots. I think they did mention that they, oh, yeah, there was this funny little guy who was there when we arrived. So they may yeah. have like interacted with, and then we also don't know like 
at the end of that episode, we see SG-1 leaving, but they might have, you know, stuck around a little yeah. bit and just said, hey, how do your robots work or, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I love you know, that Carter was so interested in, oh, can I yeah. see it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power pack in his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I think might be a loophole, but I'm not, or not a loophole, but a, a plot hole. Did Teal know in the first season that Kronos killed his father? That it was Kronos oh. that did it? Because that was revealed yeah. later where he saw a vision of yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I think he knew Kronos killed his father, but I'm not sure he knew how until he saw the vision that his symbiote gave okay. him. Okay. But I think he always knew because I think that's yeah. remember that's why he became Apophis's uh, okay. first prime was because Apophis was a sworn enemy of Kronos. Yeah, I just I kind of mentioned that because I was thinking, okay, if Robo Tilk knew, then mm-hmm. Tilk had to know at that time. But I don't, and I, I I know Kronos probably wasn't even part of the plot. Yeah. Of you know as they're planning the series when this first episode was aired, but as you know as it's been retconned. I couldn't remember if he knew or not. So yeah, yes, because remember it was Summit, wasn't that? Was that first season or second season? Kind when Cronus first second came, season. Oh, second. Oh, okay. <laughs> but again, you know, this you know, yeah, it's, it's easy enough for them to just retcon that. Like he knew it, but he didn't mention it because SG One hadn't heard of Cronus yet. True. Yeah. yeah, that's how I took it. Like it didn't seem like when they revealed that that it wasn't. It was something he didn't know. Right. He yeah. just had never known exactly how it happened. Yeah. Did y'all find it interesting that Robot Teal died from one staff shot? I mean, and then Jack, on the other hand, took multiples and then the batteries wore out. Like, it just seemed like Jack hung on for a lot longer than. Yeah, he went down fighting, though, which is which is kind of cool. I was kind of bummed. I mean, this 2001. So it's two years after the Matrix. We didn't get any like robots like doing like the Matrix moves and flipping because <laughs> Lexa Doig's character on uh, Andromeda, Rami, you know, that's all she like whenever there's a fight scene, she just goes into robot like mode and like runs up the walls and flips around and like shoots with two guns in either direction and stuff. And that would have been cool to see. Now, was it, wasn't she a hologram or Rami? No, well, she was she was a AI, a ship's AI, a hologram and uh, a robot avatar. Oh, that's right. Ship. That's yeah. right. She could. Yeah. Now, I, I did like, um, you know, if you've seen the old Alien, Aliens, yeah. the old Sigourney Weaver, the the androids use white milk, quote unquote, you know, blood, yeah. have white blood. Mm-hmm. And what do these have? White blood. Mm-hmm. So, yep. That, I, I'm, the, I'm sure that was probably a choice. Yeah, the lithium grease. Yep. Get their check engine light will come on and that leaks out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was I was just checking. I guess the the robot SG one does come back not on the show but in a book. Um, I guess mm-hmm. there's a, a book called Hydra where a rogue NID operation recreates the robot SG ones. So yeah. I haven't read too many of the books. I don't, I'm curious if any of our listeners have read any of the any of the extended universe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, are they are they even doing new Stargate books? I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I did Our see. Listeners can tell us question. that too. Cause. Yeah, I did see online that the uh, the big finish audio uh, productions that they've done with certain members of the uh, SG One cast are now back available. I didn't know that they were unavailable for a time, but mm. I guess uh, they're 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 available again if you want to listen oh, nice. to uh, Big Finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought bought them. I haven't listened to them yet, but I did 
did buy them. So it's just it's just hilarious because it's the same British cast that they use for Doctor Who, but they're doing the American SGC like officers <laughs> and stuff voices. <laughs> And uh, a lot of them, you know, can do a passable American accent, but uh, in, in many cases. <laughs> so it looks like passable, as is of, it Nicola uh, yeah. Bryant passable or no. uh, <laughs> better than that? But uh, uh, some, in some cases, not by much. Nice. <laughs> it does look like they were still publishing SG-1 novels as of at least 2019. So, okay. Excellent. Yeah. But yeah, um... It would be cool, and I think most of the episodes preceding this are all, it's pretty clearly indicated that it's the real SGC, but it is always fun to wonder, like, maybe one of these missions we saw was actually these guys, and he just didn't know it the whole time. (laughs) That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, like you could pick your least favorite episode and, like, retcon (laughs) it and say that that was... Like a hundred days or something or whatever it was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of the one with the guys in the white leotards with the zipper up. The oh back. yeah. <laughs> no version of these characters deserves to be in that episode, though. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just getting cranky with each other because their batteries were running down. Right. Yeah. But on power saver mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, come to think of it, 48 hours is an awfully short time considering how often their missions for the regular SG-1 team go go wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, how yeah. often do they end up somewhere stuck or things take too long? So if Carter can do 48 hours, why why couldn't she? Ca- they carry like little portable generators or backup batteries or, you know, like you do for your phone? Yeah, it almost seemed like they're doing like mission tourism because they they're not sending maps through. They're just kind of like running through stargates and just seeing yeah. what's over there. Yeah, twenty four And then just hours. saying, yeah, let's do a mission, and then it's like a weekend, you know, weekend yeah. warrior yeah, type they're, thing. And then they're they're, 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 they're yeah. I'll probably anger somebody saying this. They're the National Guard version of SG oh. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, just they're like, kidding. I'm just kidding. They just need a getaway from Harlan. Is that it? Like they, that's it's like, exactly it's like, what yeah. it is. Parents having a quick getaway from your kids. You just need like. A- <laughs> I just now I just imagine like Harlan sneaking through the gate ahead of them and like leaving little clues on like little pieces of paper. It's like the Jaffa warrior you seek is behind a tree three paces to the north, and then they go like oh, and they find the next clue and stuff, and then they <laughs> yeah. and then they run and they weren't expecting to actually see you know real Jaffa on this one and kind of threw him for a loop. It's all just a LARP. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am sad that uh, they don't get to keep that uh, the mothership because that would definitely help them out. But I know they're going to get their own ships sooner. So that'll be fun. We do get to see it next episode, though. It's not gone yet. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, kind of like a lot of like, you know, plot points there. Kronos is dead. They have a mothership. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have final resolution on the uh the tin man robots so yeah you know tiny blood yeah yeah Yeah, definitely (laughs) yep season four is a good season it's almost over yeah that's right two more episodes yeah just yep and then we're into season five yep um on a related note this is tangential to stargate but i recently watched uh the um Ancient Apocalypse uh, miniseries on Netflix. It's the Graham Hancock uh, 
he's a, he's this archaeologist or archaeologist depending on what you want to believe and he has this theory that like human beings were seeded by some ancient civilization 12,000 years ago and so watching mm. that back to back with watching stargate is fun because they kind of dovetail together yeah sure <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so but so if you enjoy uh alternative takes on archaeology and things like that it's a it's a fun show nice Awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? Nothing here. Mm-mm. No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, it was it was a nice, straightforward episode. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, before we go, I'd like to invite everyone to uh, join us on our sqpn.com Discord. Uh, we have a Stargate channel over there, and it's a lot of fun. And I'd also like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Louis C., Michael R., Robert B., Michael P., and Kevin H. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Exodus. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the Secret to Stargate. Well, thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you, too. Thanks, Jack, and I believe we are done. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Hi, everyone. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest, with a special message as we approach the Christmas season. This past year, the StarQuest Network has continued to expand our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture through our many entertaining and informative programs. Now we need your generous financial support to keep producing the shows you love and to reach new audiences with more of the life-changing and uplifting programming we've been creating for more than a decade. That's why it's very important that we hear from you this Advent and Christmas, the time when nonprofits receive most of their support for the year. If you are already a supporter of StarQuest, we thank you and ask you to prayerfully consider increasing your support at this time. If you're not yet a supporter, please become one now. Every gift counts. Could you give $15 or even just $10 per month? Whatever level of support you can offer, please show your support for SQPN this Christmas. And remember that your gifts are tax deductible. Just go to sqpn.com give. That's sqpn.com give. May God bless you this Advent and may you have a blessed Christmas season.